Today's September 22nd, the Bucks finally win a series against the Cubbies in a wild series in Wrigleyville and a milestone number for Mitch Keller. You're listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Yins guys, thank you for listening to the Bridge to Bucktober podcast where we talk all about them Pittsburgh Pirates and that. My name is Josh and I am joined this Friday by our friend Doug. What's up, Doug? Hey, glad to be here. I'm, uh, I'll try to uh, keep up with uh, Jake, what he would have done. I, I, I'm no Jake. I certainly don't have that wonderful beard <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and, and I don't have near the pitching knowledge he has, but I'll do my best. <laughs> Well, uh, this is another late one. The Pirates played a late one here against uh, Chicago. So usually for these late night ones, uh, Jake's usually just every once in a while goes like this. Uh, uh, so if you do that a couple times. <laughs> hey, come on, he, he's in central time now. It's still, I know. know right? That's true. Yeah. That's true. Right. right. I mean, it's it's a little later for you. I'm, I mean, I'm in central time as well. So Yeah. And it's not too bad for it's us. It's not too bad for you. Okay, yeah. well. We'll, we'll, we'll get by. Um, I, I did talk to him earlier today too. So he's actually traveling tonight, but, um, I don't know. I think they're in Florida somewhere. I don't know. So anyway, Hey, we beat the Cubs. Yeah. Two out of three. Um, (laughs) the, the Cubs are, you know, my least favorite team. So I hate just being their whipping boy and we have been for a while. So it was nice. Boy, we made it dicey. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's uh, man, um, it was it was a fun game, though. There was uh, some some back and forth action. The Pirates for the second night in a row added on um, something that they had not done effectively uh, throughout the throughout the season. So it's nice to see that um, they've strung some hits together and uh, it's encouraging. I, yeah. You know, the, the Cubs are fighting for a playoff spot that they are. You know, they're not phoning us in. This isn't too you know, teams that are out of it in September. This is a team that's trying to win. Um, they're they're pitching one of their better pitchers. Uh, so yeah, it's a good win. It's a good win. It's a good series win. And boy, if we if we're part of the reason why they don't make the playoffs, that'd be great. Uh, that's 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 wonderful. Yeah, we were at the uh, we were at the Arietta game. Oh, and wow. so uh, my wife would. She was sitting over here earlier tonight saying, and we were ahead. She was like, "Good, I hate the Cubs." <laughs> <laughs> so katie is, is right along with you uh me personally the brewers are my number one uh nemesis but maybe it's maybe it's the cubs after uh after the records that we'll kind of that we'll kind of get to um so we'll break into that we'll take a look at a few i have a, I have a little stat thing that i want to bring up before we get into uh mitch keller and his numbers but I just have a, an interesting conversation about what you can do with stats and what people do every day with them. Um, but before we get into any of that, I, you know, I just want to, I know that it's the Cardinals. And by the way, I was at game three in St. Louis, or was it game? Yeah, game three in St. Louis, 2013, when Garrett Cole. Uh, he got the win. He got the win. It was the, it was uh, PD hit a homer. Marlon Bird hit the pop up to the infield that he got a double on. Right. So I was at I was at that game. Uh, we drove up to to St. Louis or over, I guess, to St. Louis, 
I, I just have less of a problem with the Cardinals. The fans were great. Wait, there wait, was wait, even was, wasn't that was game three? Wasn't that in Pittsburgh? I, that's what wait, I can't uh, remember. So what, whatever it was, no, it was, and I can tell you why because I'm still mad about this. AJ Burnett was fantastic at home that year, but not very good on the road. And he started game two on the road, and it was purely because Clint Hurdle wasn't going to say, "Look, I'm going to go with the rookie instead." And he should have. <laughs> we we won the first game. Lariano wins the first game. We're up one nothing. Yeah. Burnett pitches the second game, we lose, and then we come back to Pittsburgh, and Cole gets us the the two to one lead, and and I I think that had we pitched Cole in game two, maybe we get the win there, and then we have Burnett where he's lights out at home. But, yeah, excuse me, hold on. Yeah, something stuck in my throat. <laughs> so I just pulled it up. Burnett started game one. Uh, oh, yeah. And and Cole started game two. Both of those games were in St. Louis, so it was okay. game two, not so I'm game not three. Remembering. All right. I'm yeah, not yeah. It, it was game either. two. We won seven one. We split in St. Louis, came back home, and we split there. What it was game five that you're referencing, um, that was there, and he went with Cole instead of Burnett. Okay. And yeah, so, so and I'm, that's yeah. the same thing. That's exactly like you're dead on with with that. But it was game five, and I remember Burnett being upset. Yeah, he was. Yeah. So anyway, I was there, and there was one fan that that gave us trouble, and uh, and it was actually other Cardinals fans who shut him up. Yeah. And we didn't say anything, but um, but no, it was uh, it was that, actually a fun place to watch. It game. is. Yeah. It is. I and there, Jimmy Anderson beat Daryl Kyle one nothing. <laughs> Ooh, okay. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> yeah. So that's okay. He's. I was trying to think. His name just came up when I was looking some stuff up today, but I can't remember uh, what it was for. All right. So anyway, I say that to say Adam Wainwright win number 200. I got to give him the props. It's a big one. I don't care about wins and losses when it comes to how you're doing this year. But anytime you start to get to any kind of milestone number, I think it's big. So congrats to Waino. And did it especially the way the game's played now, right? Yeah. You don't you, you you don't get to hang around and sometimes you know you leave the game in the six. Now he doesn't as much, but right, right. It's just it's just different. A pitcher's wins aren't as valued, and understandably so. I always, mm-hmm. even when I was a kid, long before advanced stats come out, I thought that was the you know Doug Drabic would w- lose one to nothing. It's like really <laughs> did he lose that game? <laughs> right. <laughs> you know maybe we should put that on the uh, on the uh, the lineup, but yeah. so. Um, but, but you get 200 wins, um, you've accomplished something, right? I mean, it's, it it shows some longevity, it shows some excellence. Um, and it's hard to deny Adam Wainwright has been a terrific player for a long time. Yep. Um, Otani elbow surgery. They won't say whether it's, whether it's Tommy John or not. So that's interesting. That's a little Um, odd, right? (laughs) That's, you know, he won't pitch in 24. We know that. And I think they're, I think they're playing a game a little bit. I think they're, you know, trying to, I don't know if it's going to come out or not, but I thought that was really interesting. I mean, he's a, you know, obviously one of the biggest stars in the game, but I, I don't know, man. I don't know what that does to his free agency. That's interesting. It's, it's, it's right. But cause I would think they said, you know, they say the Dodgers are a leading suitor. It's like, they need him as a pitcher. Yeah. They don't need him as a hitter. Right. Yeah. So do you want to give him 500 million? I mean, they've got hitters. Um, so and the, and so it's it second, does change the dynamic. If it's Tommy John, it's a second one. You don't always one. come back from and that they one. they don't. You sure don't. You sure don't. 
so yeah, it's uh, it, it's interesting. I imagine we'll get some answers about that. Yeah, you think during free agency, right? Someone's gonna, gonna to. right. So someone's gonna have to look at the medical. Someone's gonna let something slip. So yeah, um, yeah, it, it's odd, right? That they say he'll be ready to hit on opening day of twenty four, and then pitch on opening day of twenty five. Which I, and that's the doctor. Yeah, you right. know, and again, it's the doctor that he's employed. But you but know, you so. got to think if it's not if it's not Tommy John, are are you are you ruling out coming back in a bullpen role in August and September of next year? That's what I thought. I thought, what if you know, what if he goes somewhere and they're getting to the playoff run? Yeah, and you said it's not Tommy John surgery, and it's September. You can't go out there for two innings. You can't. You, know? you can't go out. Just give me twenty-five pitches, an inning, and yeah. out. Yeah. If if it's a closer yeah. role to end the right. game, that way yeah. you don't have to worry about where you're at in the lineup and all those things. But right. Right. Of course, they'll just change the rules for him. So. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're, do whatever. They're gonna want to accommodate him. It's, do whatever he yeah. wants. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So transactions this week. Let's get to to the Buckos. Kyle Nicholas called up, and we'll talk about that. Um, <laughs> Thomas Hatch sent down. Kutch transferred to sixty day. Um, so getting into the games a little bit, Falter actually used as an opener in game one. Uh, Priester, another outing that's just... Uh, I had a buddy just literally just tonight um, messaging with him, and he's like, I saw Priester came in, but how'd he do? He's not he's not a Pirates fan, but we, but we talk a lot of baseball. And I said, ah, six. He's able to get through six, but he gave up four runs. And he's like, is he any good at all? And <laughs> And yeah. I just kind of said, well, the most he's ever pitched in a season is like 93 innings, and he's at like 140 innings or something this year. I think it's something like that. Uh, don't quote me on that because it's not in front of me. But the thing is, is like you could you could say that maybe there's a little bit of, of fatigue there as well. I just – for me, it doesn't matter. He hasn't – he's not banging down the door to get into the rotation. So no. – he just still has a lot to prove. He's either right. going to work out or he's not. I don't. It, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I'm, you know, been watching baseball for a hundred years, and, and I constantly <laughs> have to remind myself, not everybody comes now. And I mean, nobody for the Pirates seems to come and tear it up and just dominate right off the rip. Yeah. But you know, I mean, Roy Halladay got sent back down. Glavin and Smoltz were awful in their first year. I watched Greg Maddox. I think in eighty. Well, I was there in eighty eight, eighty nine. He wasn't that good. You you could see it. You you could yeah. see that it was there, but you weren't sure that it that was gonna gonna happen. Um, so and, and I, I I'm not comparing Quinn Priester to any of those guys, but like I said, you add in the fatigue, um, right? I mean, go to wherever where did Trich, Mitch Keller go? I, I can I always want to call it Treadstone, and I know that's from the Born Identity, but he went somewhere and, and got his velocity back. So go there. Um, and, you yeah, know. it's. Tread tr- is it tread athletics? Is it something something like that? It just time like, seems like said, to rearrange the memory anymore. <laughs> yeah, for, I mean for me, it, it'll always be treadstone because I cannot get that out of my head. So, um, so maybe he's a trained assassin on the side. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I I, I don't want to write him off, and I don't want to pencil him in. Yeah. Um, yep. You know, if, if uh, he comes into spring training and he blows everybody away, fantastic. It's great, but. They should certainly be making plans to have somebody else in that roster in that rotation spot on opening day and not yeah. having it be Quinn Priester. Yeah, he's still a prospect in my eyes. And it's right. and, and you know what I mean? Like I I get I get kind of mixed up at some point saying, like, yeah, he's a prospect, like he's a really good prospect. And I think sometimes that's um 
that's taken as, oh, you think he's going to be like a, a – well, no, I think he's going to be a major leaguer. Yeah. A really good prospect mean, means I think he'll be a major leaguer. He doesn't right. have to be Garrett Cole. Yeah, right? yeah, he could be a subpar major leaguer. <laughs> if but you're right, not that, a good that, prospect, that, you're probably not making it there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. So so then he gives way to Kyle Nicholas, and if if you've listened to this show for any amount of time, you know that I have a soft spot for major league debuts yeah. and and those of the like, and so I was pretty excited. And then, you know, when we got the, when we traded for Nicholas, you find out he's a, he's from right upstate, you know what I mean? In Massillon, Ohio. Do you know when I was, <laughs> when we were playing in a band, do you know how many shows we played in the Massillon Canton area? Like, man, <laughs> right. we were there all the time. Right. So like this guy feels like he's, you know, kind of close in a way. And, and so, uh, if, if you, if you listened, um, was it just Monday? No, it was last Friday. We had Brock our friend Brock on that played drums with us. He lit, he lived in Maslin for a long time. So right. I'm just, I'm texting him and I'm like, this dude's from Maslin. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah. he, d- he gets one out and <laughs> he gives yeah, up yeah. six it runs. Terrible. I I'm, I'm with you. I, I don't like when players make their major league debut against us because I don't, you know, and we, <laughs> it, 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 uh, I wasn't wrong with St. Louis, you know, we, we've roughed up a couple guys who've made their debut this year. And, and, you know, I, I want I want every pitcher to get one, two, three his first inning. <laughs> you know, just get that, get your first strikeout, get your first inning through. Yep. Then whatever. You know, I want the guy to get a, a hit in his first game, score a run, that sort of thing. Yep. Um, I mean, to get there, I mean, you know, you got your family there most of the time. It takes so it's you know what an incredible accomplishment just to get there. So yeah, it had to be rough. And I mean, he had been pitching so well at AAA uh, mm-hmm. since he had moved into the yes. bullpen, and uh, so yeah, you just thought. All right, you know, just just get an inning here, <laughs> you know, get through this and. Wow. Yeah, it was yeah. Uh, just this month on the thirteenth. Yeah. Jackson Rutledge made his debut against us for Washington. Yeah, that was only only one. got yeah. he couldn't get out of the yeah. fourth inning, seven runs, yeah. and it was yeah. kind of like ah, uh, you know, bummer yeah. uh, for you, but good for yeah. us. <laughs> I mean, good. Yeah, I mean, I, I want the win, but like I said, I yeah. Wish, I'd rather have it be Josiah Gray. You know? I, I would rather, though, <laughs> I, I think about it, and I'm like, well, I guess I'd rather have the Rutledge game than the Strasburg game when, yes. he, when he made his debut. 14 strikeouts. Yeah, yeah. and I think yeah. at the time I was like, well, you can have that one, but we'll yeah. beat you. And I'm no, no, we won't. Yeah, I still remember <laughs> Kutch, you know, Kutch lined out. You know, he hit it hard, lined out, and he, and he was back in the dugout going, look, he throws fast, but it's straight. Yeah. Well, yeah, well. <laughs> that was the last positive <laughs> moment I had in that game. So Yeah. Uh Hayes two for four, but the team 0 for four runners in scoring position. And obviously the Cubs, we just mentioned how several people struggled. So 14 to 1 in that one. I yeah. will say this about that game though, uh, for fear of going too long about the game that we lost in this series, but the effort given at the end of the game by Reynolds and Davis. And I know that Matt Caps, he seemed to praise Reynolds' effort on his dive, but said that Matt Caps wasn't being smart when he dove for the ball in front of him. And uh, I'm I'm gonna disagree with with Matt Caps on that one. You're down a lot. Right. If he gets a triple instead of a single, I don't care. Right. If if right. he can somehow get out of that inning, yeah, just get out of it. Yeah, I love I, the I, effort there. The game's right. already washed. 
So what's one more run if you don't make yeah, that play? It, it, at that point, it, yeah, another run didn't matter. So, no. so right, if you could do something that pick the kid up, you know, that's yeah, I it. Do. Yeah, I, I, like I said, I, I appreciate the effort. Yeah, uh, and pitchers appreciate it as well. Yeah, exactly. So I, yeah. So the next two games were great. Yeah, thirteen to seven win and eight to six in the nail biter. I guess you could say today, right. uh, Keller. Uh, Wednesday goes five and two thirds, nine hits, seven runs, a walk, six strikeouts, a couple homers. He gets strikeout number 200, but we will talk a little bit about the fact that he was able to give up seven runs right. a little bit later. Um, Carmen Machinsky's a dude. Yeah. I'm no, I, I'm in, I'm on man. Board, man. Yeah, I have too. I, I've, I said on, uh, I think it was a Sunday night post game show in North Shore nine. I said, Listen, him and Barucky are just about the two relievers I have the most confident in now, <laughs> right? And it, it, I, if you would have told me in May, you know, in June that I was going to say that, I would have told you you were out of your mind. Um, they come in, and I just feel they're going to get it done. Yeah, uh, it's just, uh, um, yeah, it's it's really really impressive. I mean, Machinsky's going to be the closer of this team in a couple of years. I believe that. I, mm. I, I mean, we'll see. Lots can happen, but. Uh, you know, eventually they're going to move on from uh, David Bednar. They're going to have to. You're not. You can't. You know, a team like with our budget cannot pay a, a closer, no matter how much we love him. Right. And uh, um, well, yeah, and it, as we saw from Holderman today, that's yeah. No, I, I think you know I, I won't be surprised if if next year Majinski is our eighth inning guy. Yeah, I wouldn't and, either. And Holderman is a seventh inning guy, and mm-hmm. you know they'll back and forth and some of that stuff, but there'll be, it, it won't be as defined. Yeah. I think uh, they can play the matchup a little bit at that point. Right, uh, right. I think still there's a little bit of Holderman that maybe, and I don't want to use this excuse for everybody, but it's the end of the season. Right. He's probably throwing more than he's, than he has in the past. I, I, I don't think that his velocity has been in his career, what it has been this year. So right. it could be a little bit to, to that. And like I said, I don't, I don't really want to make excuses there, but I do know that, uh, you know, we had talked about this uh, before the season even started about Majinski going to the bullpen because they didn't really make that move until the beginning of the year. Right. Um, And I was saying, and I'm not doing this because, like, oh, I was right the whole time, but I thought Majinski and Kyle Nicholas both needed move to the bullpen. Now, Nicholas made, I think, like 18 starts this year before they made that move. So and, and he wasn't that effective as a starter either. No, so. no. And it was just about time whenever they made right. that move. So I think the idea is you keep most starter as long as you can. Yeah. So I get that. Palacios with a three-run homer. And <laughs> we're talking about game two. Yeah, that's game two, right? Yeah, we have. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to say that again. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Connor Joe with his 11th home run. Triolo hit a home run and not a cheap yeah. one. No. Um, and Hayes just keeps hitting. We said two for four in the first game, three for five in this one. Today's game, I think he was just one for four, but had the double, and um, that's the wrong day. No, he ended up going two for five. I, You know, I knew I wrote that too early. Yeah, he was two for five. Is he up to 280 yet? I mean, he's... he's close. <laughs> he's, he's, he's at close. 277. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, and of course we had the, the base running... Uh, yeah. mess up there. I don't know. Yeah. There's just no reason to send him there. I know you what you were right. trying to do, but um, key. I'm not sure what he was doing. He he kind of lucked out there. <laughs> yeah, that was I know it was a little off. I mean, right? I they they, they probably shouldn't have sent Reynolds. Reynolds yeah, but, you know, 
It happened. Um, yeah, so Oviedo goes today. Somehow, again, is effective with five walks. Five walks, yeah. This is hey. a pretty, like, this is a long run of the location being off-off. It's at least Real three off. straight starts. Yeah, it is. I, I um, He did it against the Yankees, did it against the Braves. Yep. Uh, I was at the Braves game. And, oh, that's uh, right. Yeah, yeah, it was. Wait, you were at the Braves no, game with the. No, that was a Saturday night game. Yeah, I was, was going to say, because Jake yeah, was no, there Saturday night. Yeah, and I was yeah. there Sunday. I was yep. there for the Sunday game. Um, but yeah, it, it's, again, and I, I think uh, your reasoning, fatigue is probably part of it. Yeah, I hate to keep and, and going there. But... Well, I, the excuse you go with is fatigue, and then mine is youth. Yeah. Right? These guys are young. Yep. This is his first full season as a starter. You know, like I said, everybody doesn't start out like Verlander does. Um, yeah. You know, you know, so, I mean, they're, they're growing. Now, I mean, this applies to both him and Keller. I want more consistency next year. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, a, a lot more, quite yeah. frankly. But, right, they're, uh, you know, um, Keller has taken on so so much the, the burden of being the team's ace, right? Uh, now, he doesn't have the ace, like, you know, stats or whatever, but – He's pitched more innings. He, you know, he's pitched, but it's thirty straight starts with five innings, um, and and Jim and I talked about it last night. That's not really a great. You know, there, there's games where he should probably came out in the fourth, but because mm-hmm. we only have two starters at this point, you know, you're letting him go longer. So then, then you, you know, it's giving up more runs, that sort of thing, t- wearing him down a little more. Um, you know, uh, again, again, they're, they're, these guys are probably tired. The season's been a grind, and they're still learning at the major league level. So, you know, right? Yep. I'm not ready to give up on anybody yeah. <laughs> quite yet. <laughs> I love that you went there though, because we're gonna we're gonna actually we're gonna talk about that. I, I love okay. that. That's part of yeah. what. So, <laughs> today's game uh, was wild. But first off, like going from Tuesday to Wednesday, the fact that you lose 14 to one, and you turn around and you punch back, and you don't let it bother you. That's the, the best Young thing. Right? Yes. And, yeah. and like we talked about, we talked about before we hit record, like, I don't care what the score is. You only get one loss for it. Yeah. It's yeah. not like if you lose by 13, they say, well, we're going to give you an extra loss because you lost by 13. It's still one loss. And as I say, every time, the best thing about baseball is you get to sleep it off, wash it off, however you want to say it and play right. again tomorrow. Yep. And they did it. They put up seven runs in the fourth inning by tacking on, tacking on, tacking on. And they were up eight to one when the Cubs came back with five and they didn't stop. They went right back with three runs, tacked on too late. That's one of my favorite moments of the year because that's, we, you know, we have not added on, right? Yeah. We'll get, we'll get four runs in the second inning and we, we don't get another hit for the rest of the game. Yeah. The fact that they bounced right back and put up three runs was just outstanding. And and, and to your point, right, the 14 one loss, the, you know, the 1960 Pirate World Series, but the Pirates, they would lose their games ten to one to the Yankees in that World Series, yeah. and then win, then win four to three or something. And you know, it's like it, you know, they were outscored dramatically By in a that lot. thing. Yeah, and, and who cares? Who right? cares? Right? The Pirates won four games. It starts out zero zero the next game. That's so, right. Yeah, yeah, you don't get to take any with you, which is also yeah, yeah. something interesting because <laughs> when we first connected, you said. Today was the day we didn't want to save any runs for tomorrow, and it's a good right. thing they didn't. Yeah, yeah, really. <laughs> so that was your. Yeah, yeah. That was the first thing you the, said. The theme, right? Right? Because uh, I mean, that's 
you and I have discussed that, you know, several times throughout the season. And, and it's, it's right. It's, it is sort of an old adage and actually like, yeah. Hey, you know, it's seven to one. Let's, let's, let's get some tomorrow. Cause you know, tomorrow <laughs> you turn around and you can't get a hit, but yep. oof, we needed them all. We needed every one of them. Yeah. And the same sort of thing you can, you can say, uh, uh, you know, about that is we, we were able to tack them on when they right. started creeping back into this game you know, 3-1, and then it's 5-1. You felt like that we needed that, but then they yeah. came back with three. And yeah. so then we came back with three, and they still did, got two off bed How did they get on. that three? How did they get that three? <laughs> well, we tacked on the three with another Josh Palacios three-run homer, his 10th of the year. This guy, if he's uh, if he's kept around just to do the raise the Jolly Roger, babe, hey, then I'm for it. Other yeah. than that, you know, we'll have to see what they do, but... Yeah, but he's certainly played his way into consideration. He's a guy that if I'm not signing guys, I don't know that I'm moving him off the roster. Right. And I'm, it, I'm, yeah. And, and I legitimate, like, I don't want uh, some sort of other quad a player. Right. I mean, if you go sign Cody Bellinger and Josh Palacios does not survive the roster cut, I can live with that. Yeah, that's fine. But 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 if you go sign Anthony Alford, oh, <laughs> right? You know, or or uh, someone of his ilk, then I, I I look, he should I have no issue when they when they put out that uh, rule 5 roster or you know, yeah, the 40 man roster there the first time you have to in December, if him and Andahar are both on it. I, I have no no issue with that. I was just about to say though, Andahar 275 837 OPS and Palacios, 234 with a 693. Now, Palacios has had some more time. Yeah. But if you were to pick between the two right now, Andujar, three hits today and three RBIs in this game, uh, the two stars of the game, really. Um, if you were picking one of those two, who are you picking? Monday, well, I listened to Starbucks, North Shore 9, and they were having the same debate, and they picked Palacios, and I would have picked Andujar. Okay. And Hart's got the proven track record. Mm. But man, today at you know, and Andar had a great game. But yeah, my goodness, but back what to Palacios back there. is doing. Yeah. And and, and I, I won't tell you that Palacios is a great fielder, but he's a better fielder than Andar. That's um, yeah. Uh so it's important to consider. Yeah. I, I'm telling you, though, I'm I won't be mad if both of them are in camp next year. I again I don't want them penciled in for a starting job. Right. Uh um you know, I, um, but, <laughs> you know, I mean, it's hard. It's getting harder with each game to d- dismiss out of hand, either one of them. Right. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, I'm really going to be slow on, on the Andu hard piece. Um, <laughs> however, uh, you know, Jake just keeps going, huh? Like that, that, that's what I like, am. I'm he's yeah. he's kind of <laughs> there too. He's like, yeah, yeah. but yeah, it, it's, to me, know. to me, there's just enough defense from Palacios, like he's capable, right? And so there's enough there. And let's not kid ourselves as the Pirates. Andujar is going to be more expensive. Yep. And I, I think because of the fact that Palacios is so clutch, that if he's on my bench, just like tonight, and you need a pinch hit at bat, he launches that three run homer, and it's like. I mean that was huge. That was the difference. Oh, that yeah. Because they because they, they got two runs in the ninth, right? And maybe yeah. they don't. And, if I mean, you bring in a closer right, right. in a non save situation, and, and right, it's, right. it's the same all the time. And yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's cliche now that right. It is. Bring a closer is, in a non save situation. He's just not as effective. Yeah, it doesn't matter who it is. There happens to every one of them. Uh, yeah, it, it's a 
like I said, it's just getting harder and harder to dismiss them. And I know we have fallen in love with, you know, guys, you know, with August and September's and, uh, you know, yeah. I mean, Chris Duffy, Duffy's and Jermaine Allen's. I mean, it's just been <laughs> forever for like, oh, I'm so excited about this guy. And then, you know, come spring training, they they look awful. So, um, yeah, it does. It does seem silly to sort of pin any hopes on. on but I don't know. I, I mean, I think like I'm, said, uh, uh, Palacios has been a terrific pinch hitter. That's right? the thing. And, uh, and, right. And, and the flair for the dramatic is, yeah. you know, now. Does that stuff tend to balance out? I don't know. Um, yeah. Yes, but pinch hitting is so difficult that if you do have that, it's still worth it. And it's not just to say like only pinch hitting, but spot starts are going to happen. And I'd rather have a guy who has a flair for the dramatic. You know what I mean? Like I, to me, that's that's the kind of guy I want coming off the bench. Um, And I would also caution anyone else. Uh, because this is where I'm, I don't know that I'm falling in love with either of these, but I'm saying like, if they don't make another signing, right? You, you, they've at least earned another look. Yeah. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I, I yep. if, like I said, I will have, you won't hear a peep out of me of complaint if they are on the 40 man roster and they go into spring training with a shot. Right? I think if both of them are, uh, you'll hear a peep, but that might yeah. be, that might be it. <laughs> Because I, yeah. I will, just because I want them to go out and sign somebody who does force them to make that move, right? So, yeah, I mean, that, you know, yeah, I mean? that that that's an excellent point, um, right? We need, you know, we need better players. So, yeah, right? we need. And I'm not sure that Palacios hasn't jumped over, you know, CSN for sure. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I mean, Cal Mitchell, odd. it's already happened. Yeah, it's already happened with Cal Mitchell. So the the CSN thing is kind of odd because he's playing well and you would have thought he would have gotten another shot at some point. So, yeah. 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 It's interesting. So we finally beat the Cubs in a series. Uh, I think that puts us three and 10 against them yes. on the year. Three and and ten. I'm not the first one to bring this up this week. It's it, I've heard it at least three different places, but if you remove the pirates uh, games against the Cubs, we have the same record. Yeah. Yeah. It's only the games against the Cubs. We would both be 69 and 71. 69 and 71. Yeah. And so my thought process was that on this was, why not play the Cubs? Like, why are we playing the Cubs so bad if we're essentially the same, same. against the rest Ag- of the league? Against, right. We've played the same schedule. Right? Yeah. Um, basically, we're, you know, a couple games, you know, a couple series left. But yeah. So why? Why? And this, they're, you know, the Cubs are not world beaters. They're they're fighting for the third wild card spot. Um, yeah. So it is an interesting question, and and why you know why have they just had? It's been a couple of years now too, and and again, this is not a team you know getting ninety five victories, right? They'd be we'd both right. be sixty nine and seventy one. Yeah, mean, this is the same thing to me as the way it was before with the Brewers. The Brewers, right? You know, we just couldn't beat them. Now, I remember Clint Hurdle saying, if we could just play 500 against the Brewers and the Padres, and the Padres were terrible. Like, and the Brewers actually were kind of bad back then, too. And we just could not, could not, could not win, could not beat them. Yeah. Um, if you look at Cincinnati right now, and I, uh, they did play their game today, so it stayed the same. Um, Cincinnati's 79 and 75 right now. They're a half game out of that wild card spot. And, the Pirates' oh, run differential against the Cubs is negative fifty-two, against the Cubs only. 
It's just the Cubs, right? Just the Cubs in right. 10 you, losses. You don't want to have that for an entire season against all teams. You do not, you no. know what I'm saying? You, you know, and we've got it against one team. Against one team. Right. So 96 minus 96 total, which means a, a negative 44 against the rest of the league. The Reds yeah. have a negative 47. Miami has a negative 42 and they're 79 and 75 and Miami 79 and 74. So I guess what I'm saying is if, is if you, you know, that's just one indication that if you were just able to play similar against the rest right. of the league, you're in the same place that Miami and Cincinnati's in. Right. And maybe you're in the mix. Now, not that I think that, that the Pirates would be in the mix right now. You have to beat the Cubs to do it. Right. So I'm not, you know, saying like, oh, this team's, you know, un, you know, yeah. underperforming necessarily. Like I fourteen again next year, right? <laughs> I for one am not to say they're underperforming because I picked them to win seventy three games <laughs> and we're set yeah. we got seventy two right now. So I'm pretty safe that they're gonna overperform what I thought the pirates were gonna do. Right. Yeah, large in part by large in part by uh, April. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah. I mean, it's I think we're fifty one and seventy three since April. So yeah, uh, but, as encouraged as I am by the last, you know, since uh, August first and a half. Right? Yep, one game over five hundred. They're playing right. better. They're still yeah. doing it without O'Neill Cruz. Without a no and so and the pitching without staff, any starting pitchers <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with two starting pitchers. <laughs> right. So yes, I mean, it, you know, there's plenty to talk about when it comes to the rest right. of the league and where the Pirates are and all that stuff. But, um, but you know, just to say a couple of things to give you a little bit. You know, we just said that um, against teams that are that are under 500, um, the the Pirates are 39 and 21. And the first step is beating teams you're supposed to beat. Yep. And right now the they're doing time. that. And you I mean, beat the bad teams, then you got to beat the good teams when you're at home. Right? It's a yep. it's a progression, and uh, they are they're at that first step. Yeah, solidly, right? Six six fifty winning percentage against teams under five hundred. The Braves have a six forty seven. Yeah. The Dodgers six eighty five, Orioles six ninety four, Rays six forty four. So those are the all the teams with ninety wins to this point in the season, and we we have a better record against losing teams than two of them. Now, we're not any of those teams. That's that's nope. just that we're just yeah, saying yeah. the first that's, step right. is beating teams you're supposed to beat, and quite frankly, the Pirates are doing that. So yeah. it, it should give you some sort of hope in this September of of. 81 losses, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and especially from where we were in July, right? Where you just yep. thought, man, April yes. was just purely a fluke. Yeah. This is terrible. Where is this rebuilding? You know, I mean, my goodness, it was depressing. April, <laughs> was, April almost got us, didn't it? I yeah. mean, we because oh, a lot of us were like, yeah, but we knew they were going to get hot. We just didn't think it was going to be April. We, right. I, I said this, I knew they would have a run like that in them. I also knew that they would struggle mightily. So, like, yeah. I had that in my consideration when I said probably 73. I, but I assumed that their hot streak was going to be somewhere in September right. <laughs> and yeah, not April. I, when Andy, because I, I wasn't counting on Henry Davis coming up. I just thought the Pirates weren't going to bring both of them up. Mm, yeah. uh, I, I thought they sort of believed in, in Henry as a catcher and that so – you you couldn't have them come up at the same at time. The same, yeah. Everything from Super Two and all that other stuff. I thought Quinn Priester and Henry Davis, and, and I tweeted it out many times, weren't coming up unless they beat the door down. Yeah. Or September. Sure. Um, 
and then the, or something catastrophic happened. Yeah, or, catastrophic yeah, happened in the pitching, yeah, that's and that's right. what got Quinn Priester out. And and Henry beat the door down. Yeah, um, you know that it, 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 especially that no one on our team could hit. He was crushing it. They had to figure out a way to get him up here. Uh, I, I think they've handled him just horribly horribly wrong because it seems like they've always thought he wouldn't be a catcher so why wasn't he playing right field <laughs> you know so um, should have been doing that, it in the minors uh, yeah, yeah that At arm least, would not be yeah. wasted out there right right uh yeah it's, it, he he seems like he's a hard worker he's diligent he yep. wants to be good and they just put him in a position to fail and i think that weighed on him and it's caused some of these you know because i'm sure you know you know how baseball players a lot of guys introduce themselves i'm a baseball player I bet Henry Davis always introduced himself as a catcher, right? Uh, he, he really identified. Too. Yep, he really identified with that position, liked being the man, the guy mm-hmm. in charge, that sort of thing. And then is the, you know the day he got here, the Pirates basically said he's an awful, awful catcher, and we're not going to let him even behind the plate when we're losing fourteen to one, <laughs> which you know, and then put him in a position where the ball found him every game. Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? And it yep. just, I think it just wore on him, and I think he's taken it to the plate. And, uh, you know, I, I just I think they've handled him horribly. Um, hopefully, you know, he'll clear his head in the offseason and come back, you know, come back swinging. But uh, um, yeah, I, he's I, not I mean, going to be the first player that's ever learned a new position and struggled at the plate while they were doing it. Right. Exactly. It's just not. And, and to be honest with you, Andy, uh, I would say the same thing. He's he's learning a lot right now. His, yes, his I love his management of the of the individual on the mound. I think he's a great leader when it comes to that. Um, but <laughs> when Oviedo, a young pitcher himself, is out there calling his own pitches because he pitches, doesn't believe right. in it, uh, right. there's still some work that needs done, even though right. he's good with the leadership and going it twice today. Right. He went he out. He went out. Yeah, calmed him down. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, He. I mean, he looks uh, – and sometimes I think we sort of get caught up in this kind of stuff because – you know, he's not hitting, and and if, if we can't point to some of this, like you know, look, man, he just clapped his head into his bed. What a great leader, you know. But yeah. no, he 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 exudes. He's got charisma. He's got energy, and and, and he's definitely got leadership qualities. Yep. Um, and it's right. It's got to be. It's got to be hard to lead when you know that you're not playing the position as well as that you want to play. Mm. That um, again, that you know, you're you're not able to call the game quite yet. Uh, yes, yeah, so like you said, he's learning so many things. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, I still have complete faith that Andy and Henry are going to be very impactful hitters uh, for the Pirates in, in the very soon, you know, very near future. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's you know it's disappointing though because right we we really did we thought oh I mean again I thought I thought Andy was going to come up and you know just just rake and uh, that's not been the case. I mean our our two best rookies are Majinski and Pagaro. And none of nobody had that. I, I listened to all your, you know, your uh, yep. projection and prediction shows. And Did not have that. Calling, nobody was calling that. Nobody and then was if, calling that. If you said the next one, it's probably Triolo, right? <laughs> you know, so um, uh, I don't know about that, but yeah, I guess you'd have to, yeah, you'd have to consider it. Yeah. Uh, speaking of um, impactful players, uh, one of those reasons why we struggle against the Cubs is Ian Happ. <laughs> <laughs> Ted Williams, you mean. See, right? Yeah, I was going to say, it seems he turns into Babe Ruth. Uh, okay, so baseball reference, uh, I don't, if you've ever looked at you know the OPS Plus stuff, they have, when you're looking at the splits, um, they'll have something called TOPS Plus, which is the player's OPS uh, 
relative to the player themselves. So like Ian Happ's numbers against everyone is 100, right? That's the plus. Yeah. So anything over 100 against a certain team, he'd be better. Under 100, he'd be worse than his average production. Um, he has a 148 OPS plus against the Pirates. <laughs> um, but what was really interesting to find out, and maybe a little bit like refreshing, is it's a 160 against the Reds and a 131 against the Cardinals. So this is a guy you want on your team because he oh, plays yeah. well against right, his division yeah. rivals. Yeah, I was I've always kind of thought, you know, like, oh, the pirates are gonna get him. And he's gonna it's gonna be a failure because he's not gonna get to bat against the pirates. But oh, he's if he's crushing the uh, NL Central like that, yeah, let's bring him home. Let's bring him home. <laughs> he's 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 doing it to the Reds and the Cardinals, and I would imagine and have no other thought than the fact that he would do it against the Cubs. Uh eighty seven against the Brewers, but they're pitching. That pitching has right. been really it's good so in his, during his career. So, yeah. His average is the highest against the Pirates. He has a 321 yeah. average against the Pirates and a 295 against the Reds. But he's on, he's at 29 home runs against the Reds in their band box field a lot. Yeah. Uh, and only 17 against the Pirates, which felt like it was low to me, but um, <laughs> felt like most of them are this year. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I think it's like six this year, and I'm like, it's got to be more than that. You know what I mean? Yeah, but, yeah. in this season, uh, or, or I, what they're saying, in, in 12 games or 13 games or less against one team, uh, he's got the second most uh, runs knocked in against the Pirates of any player other than how Morris did it one year in the 90s. He had, wow. he had uh, you know, he in 12 games, he had like one or two more RBI. I mean, it's, I mean, it's yeah. historic, you know, yeah. what he's done against us this year. One and dot he's done o- it his whole career. Yeah, 1.048 against the Reds. And these are career numbers. So, you know, yeah. Yeah. Uh, 9.93 OPS against the Pirates. I mean, he's just it's crazy that it's all that it's three of the division. I mean, Oakland, right. but he's only played 6 games against Oakland, but right. his numbers against Oakland. I think it's like a 2.39 OPS plus like it's but it's yeah. 6 games, so I don't count yeah. that. Yeah, no, I would I would love for them to go get him. I really would. That just, would be uh, interesting. Mean, yeah. I mean, I don't see, you know, the trades in the division and all that sort of thing. But, yeah. uh, man. Or or necessarily, yeah, how that would fit necessarily, too. Because I don't think he's yeah. that great of a center fielder. No. So, yeah, I mean, you're talking about Reynolds in left and, you know what I mean? Yeah, I, yeah we, we are facing a bad defensive outfield problem. Yeah, <laughs> which is hilarious coming from, you know, having Marte in – in, right. in McCutcheon because yeah. McCutcheon was, yeah. you know, I mean, I know there was some defensive metrics that were against him, but not early. No, yeah. Early. Yeah. And yeah. I mean, I test, he always looked good. Right. Yes. I mean, I, I get some of the, and yeah. then he did win a gold glove. That's right. And uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I know and Marte was just spectacular. Yeah. He's phenomenal. And, and, and uh, you know, we thought Polanco was going to be good, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I know it's, but, and I, I'm, like I said, I, I like you. I played center field. I love center field. I, I value outfield defense. And uh, this administration seems to ignore um, or does not value defense at any position except catcher. It's been so weird. Uh, Jack Sawinski's fine. That's how yeah. I'll just des- that's how I describe yeah. him. He runs good routes. He's right. faster than you think. Yeah. His arms average. He's fine. Right. Uh 
Bay is very fast, but not fine. Um, no, nope. Swinsky's <laughs> your best option, but I think with the power and everything, I just I would rather Swinsky be in right field. But if Davis is going to be there, I, I I ride with Swinsky, and and your outfield is what it is. If if Shin Chu can play center field, Swinsky's fine out there. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I don't. I've got no problem with Swinsky playing center field. Yeah. Um, the only time I have a problem with Swinsky is when he's one for twenty-seven. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, he's. You know, when he's hitting average, he's fine enough in center field. I mean, like I said, Henry Davis is the right fielder next year until uh, uh, Cutts retires, and then maybe you can sort of push into DH, sure. I, yep. you know, and then put Jack in right and go acquire. Because uh, I don't really, well, maybe Lonnie White. As I, said, I don't really think we've got a lot in the organization there um, unless a Matt Gorski yeah. breakout or something happens. But who knows? Um, yeah. All right, so let me get into this last piece here. Um, we are going long. We might just go long. I don't. There's no rules here. I mean, if I people told you I was going to ramble. <laughs> yeah, you're fine. If people want to turn it off, they will. They've or they already have. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Blake Snell is on his way to possibly another Cy Young. I know it's a close race, but he's he's on his way. And this is a little like statistic thing that I thought was really interesting. And I'll get to why this matters, and I'll talk about Mitch Keller and. Uh, I will go back to something that you started alluding to, but he was on MLB network after he went seven, no hit innings the other day. And they basically, a couple of them said, I think you just punched your ticket and all this stuff. Um, Greg Amsinger brought up a, a statistic and he said that in his previous Cy Young season, the batting average against on the first time they faced a hitter, the second time, the third time kept going up. Right. And he said, this year, it's going down every time. So, of course, I heard that and I said, yeah, but why? Right. And I started to think, like, I mean, everybody says, you know, Snell doesn't go deep. Yeah. No. So, I, so I looked it up. 277 plate appearances, first time. 278 second time. Now, before you say that doesn't make any sense, catcher's interference does not count as a plate appearance. So he had one <laughs> catcher's interference this year that actually made more second plate appearances <laughs> than yeah. first. I was like, this is wrong. And then I Right, that can't be right. Yeah. I found the catcher's interference. So was anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know actually. <laughs> I should look and see. <laughs> That's well, no, he didn't go there. No, he no, he went no, to no, Texas. Yeah, just... That's funny though, because you got <laughs> no, me on it because I'm, he was there. I was just going for the laugh, but yeah. Yeah, you got me <laughs> no on factual. it. I, oh my gosh, you fooled me. Anyway, so I looked up. Okay, well, let's take a look at it. 28 walks, 95 strikeouts, 212 average. That's a 34% strikeout rate and a 10% walk rate. Second time through the order, 39 walks, 85 strikeouts, 185. So the strikeout rate goes down, walk rate goes up to 14%. Um Third time through, now I said 278 plate appearance. I'm just going to stick with 278 because that right. first one. Third time through, 158 plate appearances. And I started right. saying, ah, here we go. Not yeah. only that, but the walk rate goes up to 19%. The strikeout rate, still at 28%, so still there. But his average against is 118. One hitter this year, Snell faced the fourth time. That's, you know. But you can already start poking holes in that a little bit. Um, when you talk about walks, strikeouts, add a hit-by-pitch in there, uh, basically all of those things count for 47% of the plate appearances on the third time through the order. So he's only got about 50% of guys that have a chance to get a hit. And the chances of, of 
Blake Snell even being out there for a third time through means he's got his best stuff. Right, right. He's he's breezed through the first two times. Right. It, it, it's it, it, yeah. It's I mean it's kind of a simple yeah uh, you know equation to get to why he's there for that third time. Averages it's so yep. Uncommon. 100%. Averages five and two-thirds innings per game. That's spread out over 31 games, so it's not, you know what I mean? I'm just, right. he's going almost six. It's Let's just do for comp's sake. Let's talk about Mitch Keller. 188.1 innings pitched in 31 starts. So already um, 14 more innings right. in the same amount of starts. First plate appearance, 279. First and second plate appearance. So basically it's, it's only one off from Blake right. Snell. Um, strikeout percentage, 30%, close to the 34. Walk percentage, only 7. His strikeout percentage a second time through goes down significantly to 22%. Walk rate also goes down to 5. And these averages are 269, 221. Third time through the order, a 272 average. This is always the trick. If you're going to be a starter in the major leagues, you got to do well your third time through. 25% strikeout rate, so that's up a little bit. Walk rate's up a little bit. Uh, 12 plate appearances against him the fourth time through, and he dominates, which makes sense because he's going good. So the number that sticks out, obviously, are the fact that that average does go up. Um, Snell had under 60% number of third plate appearances that he did for first plate appearance. Keller had 84% this year. Or has had, I'll say, since there's right. a couple more starts left. Still, yeah, 84% of the guys he faced the second time, he faced them again the third time. Snell's is like 58 point something, so right. under 60%. Um, and I, just for the sake of time, I won't go through Oviedo, but I do have those numbers pulled up. And his average, um, his percentage is 67%, which... He usually struggles early, so he also doesn't get to the third time a whole lot. Um, but either way, I think this goes to Keller in saying uh, what you started saying earlier. He's asked to stay in the game. Right. So it's not only does he face them, he can face them, period. He's he's not walking as many guys as Blake Snell is walking. And if I make it through this episode without saying Ian Snell, I'm going to be blown away. I do it every time. <laughs> every time. So anyway, it's it's we, we just saw it this week in, in Keller's start where he gives up the Grand Slam. In my opinion, he's out of the game. And he's you done. even said right. that. <laughs> and he wouldn't have even made it through five innings in that case. Uh, so maybe you make a case for him to finish the inning so he's eligible for the win. We had a big lead. Even then, we throw him back out there for the sixth inning, and he's he gives up another run or right. two. Uh, I'm a little yeah, foggy. We, tacked on, we had added the three runs on, so it made it a little more yeah. acceptable to send it back out there, but not a lot more. <laughs> it's just the idea yeah. that... Um, you know, you go out there, and what what you ended up doing was creating six more plate appearances the third time through. This is just right. one start. Right. So you start to add those up, and we know that this has happened all year long. Right. He goes out there for the fifth and sixth innings, even though he's already given up four or five runs. If he just gives up one more run later that third time through, those numbers are going to start showing up, where Blake Snell just doesn't go deep, so you don't yeah, have to fine. worry about it. The point of this is to say that stats are really cool and they can paint a lot of pictures. 
Yes, they can. There's <laughs> lies, damn lies, and statistics, right? I mean, it's, you know, I mean, you, you see it all the time. I mean, uh, in, in some of the, in football, particularly, my favorite stuff is, oh, this team is number one against the run. Yeah, because they're 32nd against the pass and people just throw the ball yeah. down the field, and, you know, yeah. and they don't rush against them. It, it's, it's not reflective of what's actually happening. But you can sit there and say, we're the number one run defense. And, you know, no, no, no. They, they would have run on you, too. They just it was just more e- it was just easier and more efficient to, to, to throw it 20 yards down the field at a clip because you don't tackle, et cetera, et cetera. Right. Um, and and you, you see it. You see it in baseball. I mean, Jack Sawinski is a sort of a perfect example. You look at his overall numbers and you think he's an all star. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's comparable to other all star players. But you watch him game to game, and you don't get that feeling, right? It, it, you know, if you're like, is he, his OPS is that close to to, to Brian Reynolds? Are you? Are, no way! It's not. You know, and, and right. it's not like Brian Reynolds has had a, a great season. I mean, he's yeah. had a great two months, right? You know, so so yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, again, you and you're fantastic at it. it is one of the things I love about your show and, and, and your tweets and how well you break down these kind of stats that that other people just aren't looking at them. I, I mean, you brought me back. I had just about given up on Brian Hayes and you just kept selling me on exit velocity. Exit velocity and, I, and I was just I'm like, I'm tired of hearing that he hits the ball hard because he just hits it at somebody. But man, you're looking like a genius now. So, well, well it, um, it, it all comes back around, right? The average and I'm not sure exactly what it is right now, but on, uh, typically the average of uh, batting average on balls in play sits around 300. That's just the average. I don't, I'm not sure exactly where it is, like I said, this season, right. but it's somewhere around there. And his was so low. And you know what? Lately, it's at like 329, something like right. that. So that's the thing. That's why it averages out. And if you, you know, the law of averages says, He's going to start hitting. I don't think I called for what he's doing right now, though. Oh, no, 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 no. I, <laughs> I, I just like, thought it would average out. He's to, really on fire. Right. We <laughs> would have accepted these, the numbers that he has now, if you would have told us, you know, on, on uh, you know, March 31st, hey, he, Brian Hayes is going to have 14 home runs. You know, he's going to have 30 doubles. We, we, you know, and he's going to hit over 275. We have all said, yes, I'll, I'll, where can I sign? I'll take this. Yeah. And, uh, um, and the fact that, he now looks like a guy that could be a 20 plus home run guy. Now, I don't know that he will, but it's there. It's, it's there. you know, it, it's, it's in there. Um, and if he, you know, if he could do this over an entire season, you know, you're not just looking at, yeah, um, you which know. you're not because, right, <laughs> right. Because like I said, he's so far over that average right. that it will right. also come it down. Will come, it will and come so, down. you know, and that's fine though, but I think that's why it's an average and maybe yeah. speak the same for, for, Jack Sawinski. It'd be one thing if he struggled mightily for long periods of time, and then he was his consistent hitter for the rest of it. Instead, right. he gets so hot, right. white hot, and so like those things average out. And I, I don't, I don't know. There's, there's a story to tell for everybody, and and I don't say that just to just to poo poo on Blake Snell either. Like he's pitching great. Uh, I mean, he's he really is. Maybe you could say that he's just being managed better. Right. So maybe right. if we were just managing Mitch Keller better, his numbers would be better. We're tacking on runs that we don't have to tack on. And quite frankly, maybe there's a part of it to that. Now, granted, there the the Padres team ERA is sitting somewhere around I don't know, 340, 380 
Ours is around 420. So they can rely a little more on their bullpen, not to mention they probably got Joe Musgrove going tomorrow or you Darvish. You Darvish. You know what I'm saying? So like it makes sense why Mitch Keller is asked to do that. Um, Going forward, you hope that maybe he doesn't have to um, unless he's got his stuff. Because he also uh, has has pitched a complete game shutout, which – uh, we're going to talk about Mitch Keller and 200 strikeouts. I know we're, we're sitting here at 56 minutes or however long it is once I cut some stuff up at the beginning and end. But um, he got his 200th strikeout, and he's the – I can't believe I'm saying this. He's the third right-handed pitcher for the Pirates to do this. Is that, yeah, um, right. And the other two are Colin Burnett? Yes. You yeah, telling right. me Doug Drabeck in all those years that he pitched? Well, one year he had right. like two hundred and thirty nine innings pitched. Yeah, did not strike out two hundred guys. That's, that's amazing, isn't it? Right, that's crazy. Yeah, we've had a lot. Of, you know, I, I, I but Bob Veal, I think was Bob Veal. Uh, two hundred and seventy six. Right. He yeah, did it yeah. four times in the sixties. He had over two hundred yeah. strikeouts. Right, um, and then yeah, then I mean, Candelaria was uh, you know no was, was uh, no no he was he's left handed. I don't know how oh, many. Oh, how yeah, many yeah, no. Yeah, Oliver he was, Perez. He was lefty. John Smiley was lefty. Perez, you know. Oliver Perez so. and Francisco Liriano were the other two that have reached that. So yeah. Yeah, overall, a, nine seasons, but four of those seasons were Veal. And <laughs> yeah. So he, he's seven strikeouts away from passing Burnett's record of 209. Yeah. And uh, that's for I mean, a right hander. Yep. Yeah. And, and it, 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 that's just right. That's just stunning t- t- to me because, like I said, you know, I grew up watching guys get 300 strikeouts. Like I, I just would have, <laughs> if, I just would have assumed. And I you know the Pirates have not had, you know, our, our pitching glory has not been great, but we've had some really good pitchers. I mean, that have had really good seasons at different times. I, I, I'm stunned that you know Rick Roden or Rick Russell or Jerry Royce or you know some of these different guys that that I watched pitch did not have one season. You know, <laughs> just one season of 200 at a time when they, you know, got 15 complete games in a year and that sort of thing. Don yeah, Robinson. well, I'm lo- yeah. even even Bob Veal that year, 250 strikeouts in 1964, which was the first time he did it, uh, was the was the league lead. But he also led the league in walks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> you know what I mean. In right, 14 right. complete games, um, I, but that is one thing that that Liriano Burnett Burnett had one complete game uh, in his season when he did that. Liriano Cole did not, and here he is with a complete game shutout in this same uh, right. same season. So. Um, you know, there's some value there, but, uh, you know, I, I don't – obviously he's not catching the likes of, of Veal and Perez with some of those numbers. They're astronomical. Right. Out of reach but, for, for right. today's baseball, right? Right. So is this a big deal? Uh, he has a 425 ERA, which is the <laughs> highest on this list. Yeah. But we just said why, you know what I mean? Um, so I, I don't know. I I, I, I sort of look at it the same way I'm kind of looking at his win total, right? It's where it's not as impressive maybe as as it even sounds sometimes. However, given the state of our pitching, given what we've kind of gone through in the past couple of years, to get somebody to, 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 you know, just to pitch the whole season, stay healthy, shoulder the load that he has. And, and you know, I mean, I've – heard a couple of people say his goal this year was 200 innings and 200 strikeouts. And he's very close to accomplishing both. There's yeah. something to be said for that. Um, you know, it, it's, I mean, we're, we're down to two starting pitchers and he's one of them, right? I mean, you, you've got to, there, there's gotta be some credit given for that. 
Um, you know, and, and again, it's, it's just something to build on. It's something, you know, you're hoping next, like I said, next year, you know, perhaps we don't ask him to do as much. Uh, so then he's a little fresher later in the season. He can be more efficient and, mm-hmm. and, you know, he's not going three and two on everybody, which drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, so yeah, I, I mean, it's, it definitely is worthy of some mention and, and, uh, you know, let's give him his flowers. Right. But, um, he said, hasn't happened a lot. And, and, no, and, no. And, and, and 200 innings hasn't either. Uh, right. Garrett Cole, 15 and 17 had 200 innings and Burnett and 12. Right. Those are the last right. ones that have even gone right. 200 innings. Yeah. And, and just, this was a great little stat that I heard. Uh, it was last night or night before. What is that? The Pirates have played the Cubs more than a thousand times at yes. Wrigley Field. At Wrigley Field, right? I mean, we the Pirates have been around for nearly 150 years, for crying out loud. And so you were putting your, you know, a lot of people had an opportunity to 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 get 200 strikeouts. That's right. Lot, there, there's been a lot of right-handed pitchers of the Pirates' history, yeah. And 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 a, and a lot of them pitched where they routinely went nine innings, where they routinely yeah. threw. You know, I mean, Doug Drabick won a Cy Young. Yeah, right. Exactly. I, I mean, yeah, he was a phenomenal pitcher, and he did not get 200 strikeouts. Um, that, that probably speaks to the Ray Miller, you know, uh, work fast, uh, change speeds, and, you know, what, what was it, throw strikes, chase, I can't, you know, I can't even remember it now. But, um, yeah, I, I mean, you, you, you got to, like I said, it's, it's, it's not like he's the 73rd guy to do it. Right. He's the fourth. Right. right? You know, so, uh, you know, good for him. Uh, it's basically where he's, especially where he came from, you know, the expect, expectations that we had for him and then the struggles. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I salute him. I, round of applause. Yeah. Anything that anything that he does uh, at this point, it, you, we've got to see it all, too. The fact yeah. that so much of it has happened at the major league level, uh, right. just, you know, we've got to see it all. And that's been, that's been wild, and I think that you know we've all had all these conversations. So I think, yeah, I think it's really cool whenever, whenever he does it. Um, we'll wrap it up there. I will say one more thing, just to anybody who's still sticking around. I heard Blake Snell in that interview say one thing that I'm not sure I've ever heard. I really, I don't think I've ever heard it, and I'm not. I haven't processed it. I haven't looked this up. I haven't even thought it through, but it blew my mind. And he said, they said something like, you're not backing down. And he said, no, even the third time through, I'm not backing down. I will still throw a pitch off the plate to try to get that swing, even in a 3-2 count. And his walk rate, I said, was going up. Going up, right. And then he said this. He said, there are good walks. And I said, wait, what? Now, there was more to the sentence, but I didn't hear it because I heard the man say, there are good walks. And I'd never heard that. No, I haven't, but it's true, right? Um, And I don't think, we're not even saying first base is open, I'm not throwing a pitch to Bellinger. Oh, no, no. This guy's saying, nobody on base. I don't care if I walk this guy, I'll go get the next one. I'm not giving in. If you're confident enough in your ability, and, and the way that balls and strikes are called now, mm. right? I, I mean, it it, it kind of makes sense. It, you know you know what I'm saying? Like, you have a really good chance of getting a strike call on something six inches off the plate now. You know? So why give a, 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 you know, a really good hitter that shot you? Well, you can put them on and then get the next guy, you know? I mean, it, it's – yeah, I mean, 
You're right. I've never heard someone say it like that. But as it's soon true. as he did, he blew yeah. your mind because you yeah, just yeah. said, "I agree with him." And <laughs> oh no, it's but it, yeah, it, it is. But he's right. I mean, he's right. And, and again, you, you immediately think, you know, kind of how we pitch Bellinger tonight, right? Yeah. It's like okay, you know, there's somebody on second, first base is open, yeah. and Daisy Swanson, who had not been hitting well until. <laughs> till a right. little later in the game, yeah, um, and, and it, it was effective. It worked. They got him each time. So, uh, like, yeah, that was a that was a, a smart walk. The, the first time they walked him, it made me. He, he was three zero, and then he threw a strike. I'm like, why are you wasting the pitch? Yeah, and they once you're behind, on the next one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, why? You know, we need we need you to save every pitch. We, you know, so um, really interesting. Yeah, yeah and it's, right. Like I said it's it, it's it's interesting to think a guy that had five walks tonight. May have had a good walk in there. Somewhere. Yeah, isn't that something? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so the Cubs are still in that third wild card spot, tied with with Miami. Guess what? We play Miami this year. Still, we yeah, also we play Cincinnati, it. and Philadelphia's yeah. and in the first wild card spot. Right. So we've got it all coming up. If the Pirates finish this season from August first to the end of or till October second, first October first. If we finish over 500 in that run, and we did it, we're only one game over right now. I think is that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty four and twenty three, something like that. I think so. Yes, or maybe, maybe twenty. Oh, I think that's 25. what it was. But now that we won, that's maybe 25, it's 25, 23. 23. So, I mean, if they can finish this run and be over five hundred in the last two months plus a day of the yeah. season, I mean, you do have something. You have a little bit of hope going in next year. Yeah, yeah. It's um, and, and it's come from for the most part. I mean, again, Palacios is, but but for the most part, right? It's been Brian Reynolds and Brian Hayes. Yeah, you know, it's been Pagero. You know, it, it's uh, it's been an effective bullpen. It's you know, it's yep. been Majinski and Barucki and and you know what I'm saying. It's not and even just Keller. Been, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, Keller, right? Keller. I mean, and Oviedo as well. Mm-hmm. And, and and other guy, like I said, I'm expecting Andre Jocks, Andre Jackson, and and, and falter more than likely I, I I'm hoping they're not, you know, mainstays in the rotation next year, but I'm expecting them to be pitching, you know, probably be in the rotate, not in the rotation. I'm sorry, but you know, rotation on the in, in, the, in the, in the bullpen and you know, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I mean, I, I, if Andre Jackson comes up, I, the pirates are going to use openers again next year. They've had too much success this year to, mm. to not see that happening again. Uh, and I heard, I think I heard Sherrington say, you know, playoff teams are, are doing this. This is, you know, uh, so uh, it, it's coming. Um, uh, but right, right. I mean, you're, you're Boy, getting that, contributions that from guys that shake I, up. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you're, you're, you're getting contributions from guys that you think will be on the team next year. Right. Yeah. This isn't Yoshi Susugo having a hot, <sighs> I mean, not that he wasn't on the team, but, you know, it's like this isn't Anthony Alford having a hot, you know, hot September, right? Yep. It, you know, it's not Cole Tucker having one phenomenal game where he hits a grand slam, makes two great catches and, you know, gets himself back on the 40, keeps himself on the 40 minute. These are, right. you know, I mean, the, the best development for this team this year has been Brian Hayes, right? I mean, yeah. that, that, right. And, and uh, um, you know, we, obviously O'Neill Cruz will be back. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, uh, I, again, I think uh, Andy and Henry, I mean, right. You can't look at this as, as, anything but a positive yeah it, it does not you know much like Cherrington said everybody has to go do their job in the offseason that's the it players gotta work harder and get better and he's got to do right he's got to bring in guys that that add value and have some impact 
and if you do that, there's no reason to believe that this team can't take a, 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 a nice size step forward. That's right. Well, I'll be at the game uh, Saturday night in Cincinnati, so hopefully awesome. I can I can get awesome. them a win there. Um, Doug, do you want people to get to find you somewhere, or do you not want them to? <laughs> yeah, uh, what am I, Douglas? One, two, eight. Uh, yeah, some 12, numbers. Eight, twenty-one. I think right. Twelve for Terry Bradshaw. Eight for Willie Stargell. Twenty-one for Roberto. Look at Pimenta. that. So, so it's it's there's some significance there. Um, I'm on the North Shore Nine post game show uh, Sunday. Would love to have you come join us along. Uh, I'm just grateful that you asked me to be on. I love you guys' show. You do such a great job, um, and uh, you know I, I'm just I'm looking forward to listening to you all off season. You, you guys bring such great perspective, and um, so yeah, it was fun. Thanks, and anytime you know, anytime you need a pinch hitter for Jake, I'm, I'm happy to do it. I love it. This has been a long time. We we talked a long time ago about this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, trying to set this up. So yeah, I'm definitely glad that you were able to come on. Tonight. I switched my schedule on Sundays, so I don't work Sundays, so I could be available yeah. just in case you guys need me. Jake did that for a while, <laughs> yeah. and then it, I guess that's gone away now. Now sometimes yeah. he works late, so uh, definitely keep that in mind. Definitely. All right, that's all we have for today. Let's go, Bucks. Let's go, Bucks. Thanks for listening to my dad and Uncle Jake on the Bridge to Bucktober podcast. Follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Bridge the Number Two Bucktober. Don't forget to subscribe so you know when new episodes are released. Clear the deck, cannonball coming, and let's go, Bucks! <laughs>